This podcast is not here for those people that are trying to stay out of last place. Because those consequences don't exist for the people that are listening to this podcast. These are the people that always end up in the playoffs but can't seem to get over that hump. Or the ones who just want to dominate year after year just to show everybody else they're the champions. Guys, this is a fantasy football intervention. And we're about to intervene with your fantasy football life. What is up, guys? Welcome on into Fantasy Intervention. I can see Jamie is already in here with us. What's going on, Jamie? What's going on to all you DFS players out there? We, we are getting ready for yet another DFS episode. Get excited, guys. Get excited. And of course, I had to bring with me Scott and Bo. What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing? I'm doing great, guys. Let's, let's, let's get some wins this week. Big, yeah, big time. Big time. We're, we're, we're two weeks, uh, for me at least, two weeks in the money, and I want to make it three. I'm here to learn from you guys and to share a little tidbit here and there, what I picked up over this week studying. But really, we're trying to help everybody out there build those lineups and make that money. So, Mr. Chase, thanks for having us on, sir. Uh, I love being with my man, Bo. And uh, <laughs> so. All right. So guys, I do want to talk about something real quick because it's been a very interesting season thus far, right? Like I wrote in the preseason how I didn't expect to see like a massive increase in points, you know, scored due to COVID and not having an off season as a result, you know, of, of mm. not having a preseason, you know, not having OTAs. And, you know, at, at first look, like at first glance, you know, it, it looks like I was dead wrong. But then yeah. I actually dove into it today and I spent a lot of time like I'm, I'm exhausted right now because I literally spent so much time trying to figure this out and, and why I didn't see this coming. But really what happened was it was like the perfect storm of really bad defenses mm-hmm. that also have excellent offenses, both matching up together like multiple times over the first few weeks. I mean, just this past week, we saw the Seahawks and Cowboys. We saw the Lions and Cardinals. We saw the Titans and the Vikings. We saw the, yeah, we saw, you know, Green Bay and the Saints. And yes, I'm including the Saints because they're bottom 15 in passing yards allowed and third in passing touchdowns allowed. So, I mean, listen, like there's there's bound to be like you just said, fireworks, Bo. Like there's bound to be explosions happen when you have these kind of matchups that have happened over the first few weeks. So as a result, we've seen actual you know point totals in Vegas with their over-unders go way through the roof. Like mm-hmm. I think Vegas has like six or seven point totals that are over like 50. Which well, is, and, you know, pretty and, crazy. And Chase, the, the betting public is driving up games too. So it's both. Vegas this week did catch up and they priced games up. But then like the Cincinnati Jacksonville games have been bet up like four or five, five points. Like that's a lot of points to move a line. Uh, they, there's Both of those defenses are not great. And so I think what you're seeing is, is kind of what you okay. said. Uh, you know, earlier, the offenses are it's a perfect storm of, of capable offenses in, in a passing friendly league with terrible defenses, just like god awful defenses. Lots of injuries in the secondary, too. Yes. That's, that's been massive. Yeah. Oh, and, and your starting secondaries would have some trouble getting started, especially when I mean, tight hammies <laughs> everywhere. And now you got now you got backup corners going against some of these uh, offensive schemes and you just you stand no chance to slow them down. Kenny Galladay. 
Kenny Galladay. You're, you're, you're ruining the show sheet. I like him a lot. So I think we do have at least one more week of this, right? Where it's going to be a bunch of high scoring matchups because we have the Saints and the Lions and the Saints mm-hmm. secondary is completely obliterated. The Lions obviously don't have a good defense and both those offenses are, you know, feasible. The Saints a little bit, you know, less than the Lions, but, you know, the Lions now in full, you know, full swing with Kenny Galladay coming back, of course. And then we have the, uh, the Vikings and the Tex- the Vikings and the Texans. Right, who both have very, very good offenses, especially behind the running game with the Vikings. We have the Dolphins and the Seahawks, both have absolutely brutal defenses. Meanwhile, those offenses can take off. And I am including the Dolphins for having a very good offense because they put up 59, uh, 59 points over the past two weeks. Yeah. Who did they play? Remind me who they played. We had Jacksonville as one, and who was, was it the Patriots was week one, right? Yes. I don't remember who they played week two, but I'm pretty sure it was a decent team. It was the Bills. They played the Bills. Yeah, it was the Bills. Close game into the into the second half, yeah. of the third quarter before the Bills kind of put them away at the end, and they were they were scoring. I mean they 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 had points. Gaskin has been coming on. I like it. Yeah. All right. So then we have the Cardinals and the Panthers. You know, both have decent offenses overall. Mike Mike Davis looks like he's you know there for good, and he's going to do what he did with what was it the Rams back a year or two ago, two years ago, I think. For one more week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But at least for this week, at least for this week, yes. uh, we have the Bills and the Raiders. You know, both those offenses are clicking, and I'm including the Raiders because the Raiders scored 68 points over the first two weeks. They struggled up against the Patriots, but everybody struggles up against the Patriots. Yeah. Except for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have the Browns and the Cowboys, you know, which is going to, you know, I feel like that's bound to be some sort of shootout, to be honest with you. Well, so, here, and then I'll just, we're not going to camp out in this game because I'm sure we'll talk about all the games. As you we are going to cover those. Of course. Right. But I'll just say that, that game, uh, it's going to be a battle of, of styles. You have a run heavy Stefanski offense that wants to control the clock. And then you have the fastest pace of play, you know, in the new Mike McCarthy analytics era where they're just, they're passing the ball. They're moving the ball. They're quick. They're three seconds faster than everybody else. Don't give McCarthy any credit for any of that. Well, you know, he went to the barn. He went to the farm with all his little boys and they sat around him and a bunch of 60 year old bros and they watched film and they realized (laughs) analytics was the wave of the future. Analytics is king, man. They're like, hey, Kellen, hey, Kellen, what do we know about going faster? Hey, Kellen. And tell them, like, we should go faster. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Throw it to the oh. other fast guy. Get another fast guy. Do a fast thing. Fast. So, Oh, man. Don't give McCarthy any credit for anything. He's terrible. Hey, oh, by the way, uh, D. Brown just put up hot bucks. You know, up, up, up. I mean, who's leading the hot box right now in points and wins? Do we, is it, do we know? Is, it, is there somebody? It's can we- some clown named Scott Simpson. <laughs> oh, but you know, I'm going to get my tail smacked this week because I got Rosalie. She is oh, gonna she's going to destroy you. <laughs> I'm not making a bet with her like yeah. I am with, with Jen. Me and Jen have a drinking bet. Whoever loses has to like shotgun a drink. I know I'm going to lose to Rosalie. I'm not going to do something with her because she's going to crush me. She is the uh, she's the I goal. I had Rosalie week one and it was a literal pimp slap. I got beat Ooh. by 40 points. It was gross. I, I, I haven't even looked at it. It's going to be bad. Rosalie's going to she's going to crush me. But am I sucking in that? My face was numb for the entire podcast. So and the oh, entire draft. Really, yeah. Hot box. Is, oh. uh, that's, that's coming in hot. There's a lot of hot on, yeah. this, on this. Yeah, I, I'm in a close second with Stoner in the coming in hot. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down the bottom of coming in. I'm not hot. The deep V. All right, guys. So back to fantasy for a second. <laughs> we have stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks this week. 
I love them. Love all the stacks. There is so many different variables, so many different guys that that can go off this week, and, and it kind of makes me like want to pivot off of a heavy like game stack and kind of share the love. Like instead of playing like you know both Metcalf and Lockett, you know with Wilson, I might just play one of them and like you know play Stefan Diggs instead, you know, in that, in that other wide receiver role, because I feel like it, it's kind of getting to a point where, you know, the, these receivers that we know, you know, we know who, who they actually are now because we're four weeks into the season, you know, we know who to gravitate towards. And I, I went there and, and Adam, Adam Leviton over there at established the run. I actually read, read one of his articles today when I was trying to do some research for something. And uh, he said, top 10 lineups for the M- Millie maker, you know, uh, a contest, Used a QB and two of his teammates 41.2% of the time. Mm, Meanwhile, yeah, so I mean, that's sexy, right? But meanwhile, the field only did this 28.9% of the time. This is, I've always believed in playing two, two of the guys with the quarterback, whether it's the running back and the wide receiver, whether it's the tight end wide receiver, or whether it's two wide receivers, or even the running back and tight end. I've always been a believer that you, you try and double stack. But then I saw this number, right? In terms of single stacking, one teammate, you know, with, with the QB, the top 10s that finished in the Millie Maker lineups, and this is over 452 contests, single stacks. They did it 49.1% of the time. Hmm. Right? So the field also did it 49%, but it actually worked out better if you did not, if you only stacked, out, stacked up one guy with the quarterback and not did a double stack. The double stack was 41.2. The, 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 the single stack was 49.1. So I think that now with us moving in the season, we always learn lessons, right? We always learn and trying to adjust and get better at DFS. DFS is a constantly evolving new thing for our industry, you know? So we're trying to figure out the best way to do it. So how do you guys feel about doing single stacks? I want a clarification on that stat because, I mean, if you, if you look at it, I don't think 90% of all your lineups are going to have some kind of stack. I think you're looking at the people who single stacked are also majority double stacking. Um, if you have 40 something and 40 something, um, you know, we're, we're talking about a very high percentage of lineups with a stack. So that's not with a single stack because if you, let's see, uh, in terms of quarterback with three teammates, the top 10s did it 3.3% of the time. And then, um, what is it? The, the rest of them, pretty much yeah. no, no, none of them did it with more than three teammates. Yeah, yeah, so so your percentage goes down the more, you, like you single stack, you had what, 49%? And then out of that percentage, you probably had a lower percentage that also added another teammate. So no, no, your percentage I, is skewed that way. So what I'm, Everybody what had I'm looking at, at least it? A, a single stack. The way that I'm looking at it is you have, uh, what is that, 90.3% in a single stack or double stack. And that yes. extra 3.3% is triple going stack. to be a triple stack, which is going to put it up to uh, 93.5 or 93.6. So then that other you know, 6.4% would have been no stack at all and run, run it out solo. That's so nice. I, I, I think that a single stack is actually more efficient they're running a double stack. I mean, it's pretty close, though. I mean, you have... I it's mean, very close. It is very close. If it's that close, you can't really, with variance, say week to week that one is better than the other if they're that close. I would say that a double stack, if you nail it, is more effective. 
but it's harder to nail an entire lineup with a single stack because then you're looking at other variants from other games. So yes, if you hit a single stack and you also hit on everybody else in your in your lineup build, then yeah, of course you're going to win. But a double stack, if you if you nail it and it's, I mean, you're talking almost as the same percentage of of success. I mean, you're 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 easier. It's easier to uh, scope down on a single game and then stack it and win. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive into this and, and talk about some of the actual you know stacks that we want to go with this week because there are some great ones. Uh, we're going to start out with the Stafford, Galladay, and Kamara stack. That's that's going to be my first one. I think it's the juiciest one of them all. If you want to try and pick two guys up, then I think that Hawkinson is actually the way to go. I also like Swift as well. I like Swift a lot more before I found out that Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins and Michael Thomas and Jared Cook are out. But I mean, Swift's so much more efficient than, uh, than Peterson. I don't get what's going on over there. Uh, Matt Patricia is what's going on. He's terrible, yeah. and he doesn't yeah. know how to put talent, put the ball in talent hand. He he, he Garrett blunted his team uh, at the start of his team. I mean, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he brought in Garrett Blunt to his backfield, and it was just a terrible backfield. It, it was not. It was his first year as the the Lions head coach, and it was abysmal. It was terrible. That's why they drafted, uh, you know, a Johnson. You know, and so it's just it's not been good there as a running scheme since Barry Sanders left. Let's be honest. They they have struggled as an organization to figure out how to run the football, and I think that they've wasted. This I saw a stat somebody tweeted out. Um, how do you find your RB one? And they said, you know, carry on Johnson, second round pick. Then they had Swift, second round pick. Then they had Adrian Peterson signed off the street. You know, and I think that just kind of shows you that 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 run game is boomer bust. So I, I like that call on Swift. If it's a shootout and they're throwing it, then he's the running back that you want to have back there. I don't think they're going to try to game control the clock in this game. It's going to be a wild affair. I, f- I feel like you're going to get 145 plays in this game. You know, you're going to get a, a 42, you know, 35 or 33. It's going to be, uh, you know, I feel like Marvin Jones is a sneaky little play. Like Marvin Jones can go for two touchdowns this week and, and, and backdoor, you know, so maybe this week, if you do target a game and this is the game you target, then you double stack. Then you Galladay Hawkins. Give me Stafford all yeah. fucking yeah. night. He is cheap as as dirt, and you know, man, I you know I I really like him. Nine hundred for Stafford. He's going to chuck it fifty times. Yo, no, he is. He is, and his value. Ooh, yeah, yeah, his value's there. He's underpriced. Fifty nine hundred is in the Mitchell Trubisky section. I mean. But, uh, but, 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 uh, not much more than Nick Foles. No, no. Teddy Bridgewater's is a little bit less. You know, like, come on, man. Stafford's in a spot to smash. I think the bottom quarterbacks, like the cheapest ones, are like fifty four hundred. I think that Mullins. are starters. Yeah. Okay, Mullins is. Where's Mullins at? Fifty four, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think that's Ryan Fitzpatrick 50, too, which we're going to talk Mullins, about here in a little bit. Oh, yeah, Mullins is yeah. at fifty. I think Mullins is at fifty two hundred. Unless Ooh, that's even better. Yeah, I mean, I we're have talking like, Detroit and in New Orleans, right? Right, yeah. Chase. That's what the show sheet says. We should yes. follow the show sheet. Yes. We will. Get, we will get back to that. We will get back to that. We're going with the show sheet. So, Stafford, um, baby. So, Lattimore and Jenkins are both out, which we just talked about, right? Last year, I I was like, I was shadowing, I guess, PJ Williams 
Because anytime that PJ Williams, like a slot receiver, went up against PJ Williams, I was playing that slot receiver in TFS and I won a lot of money doing it every time. I mean, he was that guy to target. So he actually lost his starting spot last week. He only saw eight snaps. Uh, Safety Gardner Johnson actually took over for him. And now he gets thrust after losing his job. He gets thrust right back into the starting role. And I think that he's probably going to match up against Galladay. I mean, we're not sure exactly who. <laughs> we're not exactly sure who's going to match up against who with Patrick Robertson and or Robinson and, and PJ Williams. But I don't think it really matters either. I way. smell a mossing. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's going to be at least two mossings. That's my bold prediction. The Saints have uh, given up as well. Like you know, I want to go back to Hawkinson. Uh, the Saints have already given up four touchdowns on 29 receptions and 290 yards to the tight end position so far this year. Not good, Bob. The next closest team is the Falcons, who have allowed them as 50 or over 50 yards less. Uh, it's wow, actually 52 yards total to be worse than the Falcons at some. Yeah, like that. they've allowed more yards to the tight end than, than the Falcons by 52 yards. Uh, <laughs> the difference is 14 yards more than what the Colts have allowed this entire higher year to everybody so, to everybody yeah, to, to all three teams combined combined right, combined, right. hawkinson's <laughs> gonna smash hawkinson is going to smash oh yeah we're not yeah. trying to double stack we're trying to get off a double stack but i think this might be a situation where we have yeah. to double stack and you gotta do it you gotta double stack you gotta double stack double stack and of you course know, you know how i feel about it it's always a double stack the chalk play <laughs> the chalk play right that that is gonna smash here and i don't care how many people are gonna play it i don't care if he has 99 percent ownership i think you have to play kamara the Lions yes. are allowing six yards uh, per carry and 10 <laughs> yards per reception to the running back. That's ridiculous. And that's even after they kind of bottled up Kenyon Drake. I got a football boner now. Thanks, Jake. Six yards per carry and 10 yards per reception. No Michael Thomas. <laughs> that's right? two points a touch. No Jared Cook. Point and a half a touch. What are you talking about? That's crazy. Drew Brees has one of those little chips in his head that tells him after two seconds of dropping back 41, throw it to 41. Yeah, it's automatic. Last week they showed Alvin Kamar doing his his ballerina type uh, routine oh, yeah. season with the and, color thingy. Oh man, I'm just I'm 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 salivating. And then they they show it up with his touchdown run as he's going through blockers, and you're just like, this guy is playing a different game, mm-hmm. and uh, I love it, Chase. I think you have if if everybody in the world played him, you still you have to play him. You have to play him. He's going to be. How long did it take us to understand that Christian McCaffrey until he got above 10k? You know, wasn't a play every single week. every time, every time. If, if I play, you don't play Kamara, tomorrow, don't play fantasy football. I mean, don't play DFS this week. If you don't I play, play Kamara every week, every week from week four, 2017 through week 17 of 2018, I played Kamara every week and I didn't lose very much. It was, it's, it's just an easy proposition. The guy's a PPR yeah. monster. Yeah. Kamara's well, the answer yeah. this week. I mean, I might have one lineup without a minute just to be contrarian, nope. but honestly, yeah. I'm playing him in most lineups. And you might even do another. I'm not sure if you come back with Smith or if you put Sanders or what you do, but maybe you put another Saints receiver in there too if you want to be really unique because that game is going to go nuts. And I think Kamara goes nuts, but there's somebody on that other side is going to have to get the ball because they can't give him 55 touches. So I think, yeah, I think Smith is the guy who's going to see increased target volume. Uh, and, and his price is low. I wouldn't I mean, go Sanders. I think Sanders is going to see coverage from Akuda and probably a safety over the top. So I'd probably yeah. go Traquan. I think yeah, Traquan for sure, because Sanders is in that Z position. We've covered that a lot where it's just Breeze does not look for the Z unless nothing is there. Right. And, yeah. and Sanders is only, or, or Traquan Smith, sorry, is only 
you know, 5,000. So, I mean, that, that's, that's cheap. Yeah. That's cheap on DK. So I know Chase loves Adam Troutman too. So we're going to talk about We're going to cover that towards the tail end, but yeah, I wanted to save that one. I wanted to save it. All right. The Vikings and the Texans. Yeah. Uh, what is wrong with Bill O'Brien? Why is he not running the freaking ball? Like, it doesn't make any sense to David me. Johnson, of course. David Johnson is – I don't like David Johnson. I'm not a David His Johnson fan, but he's going to get – he's going to get Watson killed. Killed. Yeah. Joe Burrow is the only quarterback to get sacked more times than Watson. And Watson is, is – like, he's, he's just going to get crushed. And I love Watson. I don't want yeah, this Watson's to happen. so good. It's so sad. It's yeah. so sad to watch him get crushed week after week. I mean, what did he take five sacks last week up against the Steelers? And yeah. way more hits, too. Here's what I think is going to happen this week. If Will Fuller plays, then you are going to probably play uh, Deshaun Watson more so than if, if Will Fuller does not play. I cannot play I him. I think he's playing. I think he's likely he, to he play. He is, but he's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Um, they should never, ever remove him from that questionable tag from him. Like he should be like that makes stamped. Me so sad. Easy A stamp right here. I am questionable so with good. a hamstring tightness every week, no matter He's what. So good though. But right, so- he doesn't play. And so I'm I'm gonna play Watson naked this week a lot. I might even throw in Jordan Nakins, but I'm not going to play Fuller because I can't trust it. So we gotta get to the stack though. We gotta get to the stack before we break it down. All right. The good news for David Johnson, right? Because he might actually get some looks this uh this week. Is uh-huh. the Vikings have allowed two consecutive hundred yard rushers and four touchdowns so far this season? Both defenses, right, have been really bad. So it's an unusual stack. I got a really, really unusual stack here. But I'm going to Sean Watson, David Johnson, and Dalvin Cook. Okay. Like what that. do you guys think? I like Cook. I like Cook to get the ball a lot. That offense does not have anything. The only only concern I have at all is if if the Texans get out to a big lead and then they can't run the ball as much on Minnesota's side. This is what happens. It's really silly. I don't understand this. And, and you see coaches who stick to their game plan, even if they do get behind, whatever it is, they're going to run the ball. They're going to still like own the, the clock. They, they, they go, oh, we're down by two scores. We better change our game script and just and mess up our whole thing that we've been practicing. And, and that's, not what, that's what Bill O'Brien's been doing this year. And I like Bill O'Brien as a coach. Right. But, and, but it, can, it can happen on the other side, too, because, you know, Mike Zimmer – I'm not going to say he's not a great coach, but he's not a great coach. Let me put that. He's not a great coach. He's, he's a very good coach. He's a very he's a good, good defensive coach. coach. He's a defense. And his defense sucks. This and year. Right, his defense is terrible. They're, they're rebuilding that team. And I think they recognize yeah. that, by yeah, the way. Well, here's the problem is that he needs to take the wheels off and have more deep throws from Kirk Cousins. He needs more rollouts. He needs more uh, design plays to get him into positions to throw the ball downfield to Justin Jefferson. That's not him. That's not that's, he, he's not the one calling plays. It's Kubiak, and Kubiak's actually really, really good. I was huge on Kirk Cousins this year uh, because I like Kubiak's play calling style. I just think that Zimmer is actually limiting him yeah, and saying, I, "Hey, I don't want to don't throw it this drive." Like, right, right. You get yeah. you get two throws this drive. That's it. Pick them, pick them well, right, and give, then, it, uh, give it to Kirk every play. Yeah, Kirk will do something stupid and not throw the ball away and and get walloped. And and get to take a terrible sack because I listen. I live in D.C. right outside D.C. in the suburbs. I and and so does uh, Mr. Chase in Virginia, close enough. We we watch Kirk Cousins as as a Washington I didn't football. Know that. Yeah, yeah, right. We're on corner. Uh, we yeah. covered this, Chase. Come on, we I forgot. I was, <laughs> I was probably drunk. Any <laughs> uh, but anyway, 
Uh, we watch Kirk Cousins. We know who he is. If he is dropping back to pass and he knows he's dropping back to pass and the game script is he's coming from behind and he has a soft defense, he can be okay. But in a game where he's got to like go tit for tat, he's not tit for tat. He's a, he's a Blake Bortles wannabe. And uh, I'm without the mobility. Yeah, I'm not into I'm not into to Kirk this week. So I won't have him in any lineups on, on that side of the ball. At all. But Deshaun, I think, is a good play. And I do think he he throws all over them. If Fuller's out, Brandon Cooks is cheap. I mean, how, how much money do you think Brandon Cooks is, by the way? Just, I mean, off the top of your head, if, if you don't know, how much do you think he is? I know, so I won't say. Okay. <laughs> uh, what? I'll, I'll take a wild guess at it. I'll say 56. Yeah, yeah. Mine is 1,100, and you'll be there. So he's at Holy four, shit. Four, right, right. So I think there's, there's just, there's, there's little sneaky plays in this game if you're looking tournament or GPP. If you're going, you know, big big upside, Brandon Cooks could be a bust out candidate. I'm not trusting him in cash or in 50 50s. I'm not doing that. But if you're going wild style and you want to, t- you know, put a little back end cheap stack in your flex, Brandon Cooks, you could do worse. You know, at 4,500, you could definitely do worse. I like it. I, I like play. it. Great play. I, I still like Will Fuller though more. Uh, but I mean, I mean, either way. Yeah. It, it, it's I, I feel like Deshaun Watson. So no, no receiver last week got over five targets, um, <laughs> and, and it was I think Will Fuller was tied with Brandon Cooks. So yeah, like Bo said, and Cobb, yeah. So, Cobb. so like Bo said, like rolling him out naked isn't a bad idea, but I kind of like the idea of rolling him out with David Johnson. I think that that the Minnesota Vikings actually are a better team overall, although they've been very leaky in their secondary uh, just because they've had a bunch of new players there and they need to, you know, get cohesive with that unit. But I honestly feel like, like David Johnson is going to be involved in the passing game. And I I feel like there's going to be enough big plays here. The the Texans have allowed the most big plays so far this year to the running back position in the NFL. I think they've allowed 18 big plays to happen. So we just saw James Conner go off. Uh, he had over six yards of carry. Uh, I, I, I think it's a smash play for, for both running backs this week. And although it's weird because I'm playing Deshaun Watson too, mm. uh, that could be a tournament lineup that could actually, you know, actually crush it for you. I, I like it. And let me just give you a little bit, you know, just a, a tiny bit more context. This last week, Bo McBig time himself, was on the Connor train, which I loved. And I, I jumped on that Connor train as well. And Connor had, I, I believe it was 29.7 fantasy points on DK uh, against that same Texans D. So Dalvin Cook, I believe, is a better running back than James Connor. It doesn't mean t- you know he's going to get an equivalent share, but it does portent to good. It, it foreshadows to a nice little Dalvin Cook if they can go back and forth. I, what I want in this game is 10-7, 14-10. You know, seventeen. No. no, but 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 going, building, building. And that's not the final score. I'm saying. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like at the end of the first quarter, it's ten seven, and then the end is in the end half is twenty one fourteen, and then you get into the end of the third quarter, it's twenty eight twenty four, and they're just and Dalvin Cook has got two touchdowns and one hundred and fifteen yards and six catches for twenty yards. That's what they need to do if Minnesota has a chance to win. Screen games, throwing the ball to Dalvin Cook, getting the ball to your best players. In space, I like Kubiak, but I think you're right. Zimmer has ruined that that whole offensive flow. Like it's like basketball when you're hitting your shot, they're not hitting their shot yet. And maybe this Justin Jefferson awakening allows them to hit more of their shots. But Dalvin Cook's the man. You got to give him the ball. He's got to get at least 25 touches in this game if you have a chance of winning at all. So well, I, was, I was on Dalvin last week too, and 
pretty yeah. heavily so and uh he had 180 yards and yeah. what are you gonna what are you gonna do to slow that down when you have the texans defense that gives up all those big plays guess what dalvin cook is he's a walking big play and he's gonna get plenty of volume and if you put you've had volume to a guy that's that explosive in the open field i'm i'm calling it he's gonna be huge this week again Shout out my wife. She just came and brought me a beer. She knows I'm in a podcast. I gave her a little text on the MVP. That's awesome. MVP. Yeah. A great woman. Shout out my wife. Uh, she oh. beat me in one-on-one, five to three today. I got to say, I was a little worried about tearing an ACL, pulling an Achilles. <laughs> I was in sandals, rainbow sandals. Were you looking on the MetLife Stadium turf? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a hard court. My wife got a basketball because she's a cool person. She's like, let's go play some basketball as a family. London was, was shooting hoops. London uh, hit two shots. It was really a fun time. So she was my wife, got me another beer. So. Yeah, that's for taking that's your lunch money today. <laughs> <laughs> guys we're, we're on pace for a six-hour podcast right now yes just saying <laughs> i just been scrolled we're on pace for a six-hour podcast Coast, i can do this we, for we gotta, that long I, I know, but people are never going to listen to us that's the thing we're, we're losing oh, listeners by the second so the real ones will what's the, the next the game one. bring up the next game let's get all going. right we got seattle seahawks and the uh miami dolphins and this is Yay. one of the ones that people were uh you know people are questionable about but the dolphins have scored you know 59 uh, points over the past two weeks and like i said i'm, I'm actually going to shock some people instead of going with russell wilson in this one i'm actually going to take fitzpatrick i like it uh you know F- like fitzpatrick is 5400 right and seattle they're most likely going to be up and they're most likely going to put up a ton of points on them but i think they're going to start ha- to have to do it throughout through the running game you know the the miami dolphins are going to have to keep up through the passing game because the majority of the time they'll probably be at least 10 points down Mm. And, and playing, you know, up against the grain. And normally I don't like garbage time points and trying to guess, you know, garbage time points because there's a reason why they're down in the first place. But I don't know, man. Uh, a stat that might help you feel better about this play. Since week 10 last year on DraftKings, the highest scoring quarterback is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love that. Right? You only know that stat. because you look just like him. I, that's my guy. That's my, that's my, you know, my, my brother in arms of beards and hair and stuff. So that's a, he's the top play in the last. So, you know, what seven weeks of the season last year and through 10, so the last 10 weeks, Ryan Fitzpatrick as the QB one on DraftKings 5,400, man, I think it's a smash chase. I love it. And if you're trying to diversify, go for it. Both saying no. So, so l- let me tell you guys this too. Let me tell you guys this too with the Seahawks. 46 for 126 and two touchdowns. That sounds like a Derrick Henry stat line for running back, right? 46 attempts, 126 yards, two touchdowns. I swear he's put up that stat line before. Well, how about this? How about this? Shaquille Griffin is giving up as, as just, you know, as a DB. 17.7 fantasy points uh, per game. Oh, wait, Quentin Dunbar and Flowers in, in, in the, the second role, they're giving up 22.8. Oh, wait, 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 it gets better. You know, if you got, you know, uh, Amadi or Blair, whoever's, you know, in, in there at the, uh, the slot, they've been getting up 23.2 points. So, I mean, you combine all of those, and let me just do my math here, 23 plus 17, 40, 63 points to wide receivers a game. I don't think that they're going to get 63. I think some of those are going to go to tight end and Mike Gusecki, and he's, <sighs> he's the wide receiver. But you just ruined my point. I didn't even get to make my point because you took over. Damn it. Can I, can I rebut this? Listen, listen. I, I'm, let, I'm me, this point, damn it. let me get through my point. The 46, the 126, and the two touchdowns is actually what the Seahawks have allowed to the running backs so far this year. 
Uh, Miles Gaskin, who I love, is is not going to be a thing this week. And the craziest thing about this is the fact that uh, they've actually allowed under five yards per reception on 18 receptions so far and no touchdowns to the running back in the air. Zeke went seven for 19 in the receiving game last week. Uh, Gaskins, for me, is out this game. So that's why I like the wide receivers so much, and I'm going to love the air yards as well. Mm. I'm off, off, off Miami this week. A lot of things that go into this matchup. Seattle's played some of the toughest passing offenses that we've seen all year. They've been torn up for sure, but they played the Cowboys. They played the Patriots, and Cam Newton tore them up with Julian Edelman, who was finding holes in that zone. I don't see Fitz doing that. I, I don't think he's that good. Uh, he's played some cupcake defenses. The, his numbers look great. Seattle's d- numbers look bad for the same reason, the competition leading up to it. I just don't see Fitz doing anything other than becoming one-dimensional because of the run game being out of play, and he's going to turn it over at least three times. I'm calling it uh, over two picks for Fitzpatrick this week, and I, I see the Seahawks winning this by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, I but if he gets don't. four touchdowns, it's like the equivalent of having you know three yeah, touchdowns. I don't think he might have one, and I'm calling. I'm I'm playing Parker this week. Parker is one of my hot plays, but I'm not trusting Fitz this week. He's going to be forcing the ball down the field, like you said. I just don't think he's going to be that effective. I personally, I like the, I, I love Isaiah Ford, who I'm going to talk about, you know, in the sneaky plays or the, the flyers later, but my, my stack is actually fits with Preston Williams and Tyler Lockett. Uh, I love oh, DK yeah. Metcalf a lot. I do. Uh, Byron, the volume, well, that's what concerns me. So I went back and forth. This, this tore me up. This tore me up so much because Brian, uh, Byron Jones is going to be out. Most likely. I think he's listed as doubtful. Um, mm. Lockett, he gets the volume like you just brought up. So I wanted to go lock it, but DK Metcalf is going to face the replacement, which is that rookie. I, I can never say his name, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. The, the difference is only 200. And I keep on going back and forth, back and forth, because I know that, that the Seahawks are going to score. But what if they get a big-time lead early, right? Yep, and all it, takes is, all it takes is two plays from DK Metcalf, and they run the, the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. But – for you know is that going to be enough for tournaments like you know if he puts up two touchdowns on two receptions for 60 yards i mean that's good but that's not you know phenomenal so tyler lockett you know who who actually does really really well a slot i i just can't like i'm 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 very very torn between lockett because i don't know if he's going to get the targets i don't know if russell wilson's going to throw it 35 times i don't know if he's going to throw it 20 times to be honest with you i'm off this game completely um, because of the the reasons I mentioned earlier, um, I'd see this as getting out of hand early. And I I think I think even if the Seahawks aren't like as good as they've been running the ball, um, because Carson's banged up and Hyde's banged up, you can see Travis Homer break off a couple fifteen yard runs, and they're just going to lean on the clock like they have been in years past. I think the Seahawks get back to what they're known for, which is grinding the game down, because they could get up seventeen and the Dolphins turn the ball over a couple times and that game is a wrap and you're going to be way under the total. Um, I just, this game just doesn't appeal to me. I just think there's too much of a chance of the Seahawks uh, getting up and then just grinding clock. And I don't like it. Mm. I don't know, man. I really like Williams as well. I mean, watch Gallup, you know, get up. I don't like it up this year. He's, he's been a ghost. He had that one touchdown and then he, where, where was he? It, 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 he's, been dealing with minor injuries and then also he's been facing some actual tough matchups, but we've watched a second receiver in this offense 
I mean, in, in the other offenses that this defense has faced, Gallup, Edelman, and Ridley go off. Yeah, so they're great. They're great. Preston Williams isn't great like those guys are. He, he's getting it, man. He's getting it. All right, let's move on to the next the next game. Um, Cardinals and Panthers. Mike Davis yeah. crushed it last week, right? Uh, teams they can utilize they can't utilize the running back, you know, as a whole up against the Cardinals because let's be honest, Cardinals are growing up on a lot of these teams, but they can use them in the passing game. Uh, they've allowed the fifth most receiving yards for the ninth least amount of targets and two touchdowns, by the way. So the efficiency is through the roof. Their yards per target are through the roof. Uh, even when you neglect to target the running back like Washington did, which makes me sad because Washington could have Gibson could have like a hundred. Oh it pissed me off so bad. He had one target for negative one yards on the screen pass. Gibson, so Gibson could have fucking put up like literally a hundred yards in the air on that game out of the running back position and like two touchdowns, but they neglected to do it. I don't know why. What does Turner not actually, you know, watch game film? Like what's going no. on? No, you're talking about at least a dozen coaches in this league that are absolutely terrible. Like we could call a better game from our couch. Yes. Yes, I do. Or we could pick the plays before they happen and you see them in real time and you go, oh, they're going to run a screen. Fuck. And then they run a screen and they yeah. tap them and you're like, hey, I, I, I wonder the how the defense I'm like, coming. All right. Yeah. So, mm. you know, Davis is going to be really chalky this week. Uh, really chalky. Davis, I still like him. Yeah. He's a great he's, cash play. He's a great cash he, play. He's, yeah. the, he's better for cash than he is for tournaments for sure. Mm. So my tournament stack is actually Kyler Murray and Isabella and Curtis Samuel if DeAndre Hopkins and or Christian Kirk does not play. Well, I mean, I think Hopkins will suit up. Um, he might be a decoy for Isabella. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to go and trust Isabella after one huge performance, but I mean, it's looking like they're going to be looking his way more. And Kyler Murray, I mean, I'm the, I'm at the very top of the Kyler Murray fan club. Dude, I'm dumbfounded so, right now. Yeah, I, I love Kyler Murray this year. And even if he's just trotting out there with, it, 10 other regular grocery clerks. I'm taking Kyler Murray to splash at least 25 points on, on DraftKings. So it's, it's just like go Kyler and then throw in whoever the hell else you want for a stack. Cause it's going to be big. Carolina can't stop anybody. No, no. Well, so with DJ Moore, right? He's, he's too chalked to play in tournaments. I mean, right. maybe in a couple tournaments, right? But I mean, DJ Moore, they did have what, who was it? Uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, right for Washington, went off against them, and they've yeah. allowed some big plays, you know, to one of the wide receivers. But I don't know if I'm playing him. I, I kind of like Curtis Samuel, right? He's getting the snaps. Yeah. He's I, touched I mean, him 14 I'm, times in the past two games. DJ Moore is going to be the chalk wide receiver that I do play in tournaments because that click that we were hoping for from between him and Teddy really started to take hold in that second half last week. Um, DJ Moore has always been a crisp route runner. He's always open. Yeah. And up until the second half of last week, we saw a disconnect there where Teddy just wasn't in sync with them. And then all of a sudden you saw big play after big play to DJ Moore because they finally found each other. And I think <laughs> going the other direction against the Cardinals, they don't have anybody that can cover DJ Moore. And so uh -huh. Give I just imagined someone uh, running into your arms when you said that when they found yeah. each other. Da, 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 da. Yeah, all I know is that Teddy B isn't that good for a fantasy play. I'm not going to be playing him in any in a games, but I'm going to throw DJ Moore in as many lineups as I can, regardless of whether it's cash or tournament. He's he's a smash this week. I'm not a huge fit, Curtis Samuel fan. What what do you think, Scott? 
You know, this is a a tricky thing because the routes that normally Robbie Anderson runs, the deep ones, those have been going to DJ Moore and the under, kind of across the middle, the 15 to 10 yard route. They've been going to Robbie Anderson. And really, yeah, that's what's been Mm -hmm. kind of perplexing watching this offense. So I I do lean towards, you know, what Bo's saying. I do like DJ Moore this week. I, I think that. He, his value is there because his price is down so much. I think that's the thing about all DK <laughs> prices this week are kind of ridiculous on a bunch of people. But they're so juicy. Oh, my goodness. They're really juicy. It's a real juicy week on DKI, almost to the point where it's too juicy. Like, you know, you ever get to a party and there's so much beer or there's so much nachos or so you don't know what to do. You're like overwhelmed. You're like, oh. I can't relate, Scott. Nope. Sorry, I can't relate. Oh my god! I mean, I, 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 yeah, I can't either. War myself, but every yeah. party was like that at Chico State, so I can't relate. It was, I had juicy it was, fruit one time. You just roll up your sleeves and get going, baby. Right, but there's a limit, and that's the thing about no, there's the not. Well, no, in DK there is. Like I would play a bunch of players if I could. So that's what we're we're trying to deal with how you can squeeze those guys in and find those values. And so I I, I think in this game, if you're going tournament. And, you know, if you're looking somebody to kind of just, I don't know, I do like DJ more across the board, but tournament, maybe that Curtis Samuel is the play there. If you're going for like huge upside, but I don't think it's going to be the best play. I think there's but better upside really that big. I mean, we haven't seen it. It's like every, every eight weeks we get a Curtis Samuel breakout. This it's could like, be a week. This could be the week. Could be. He's due. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's actually extremely efficient with his yards of separation per target. Um, he's extremely, extremely efficient with, you know, what he does with the ball in his hands mm-hmm. in most cases. I mean, he's 18th in the NFL in, in target separation. So yeah, it's a very sneaky play. Out. So let's hop on to the next matchup, Bills and Raiders. Um, the Raiders have 68 points of the first two, but struggled up against the Patriots, which was kind of expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this could get a little sneaky, kind of like the Rams last week up against the Bills. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, my concern with this game is Carr's weapons. You know, we have Hunter Renfro ready to roll, but it's going to be chalky so as freaking hell. chalky. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I, I, I'm going to do it anyways, I feel like. I'm going Josh Allen, Diggs, and Renfro as my stack here. I'm doing the same thing, uh, but I'm going to switch to Waller. Um, Waller had his one week against Belichick, who got schemed out of the game. And that's, that's why happened. that's why Renfro was so much. I mean, he was he was big last week because the Belichick like said, it. "Hey, you're not going to target you're not going to target Darren Waller 14 times against me. So right. you're going to have to find the skinny white guy at a Clemson that can't run up more than faster than a four six. Darren Waller is the guy, and Buffalo's linebackers and slot corners are all banged up, and that's your guy." He's going to go back to his 10-plus targets. And guess what? In the open field, that dude is a gazelle. He is going to just <laughs> munch all over that Bills defense. You say gazelle and munch in the same yeah. one. He's going to eat all that grass, baby. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's hilarious. <laughs> munch, munch, crunch. Yeah, Waller at 5,200 is going to outscore all the tight ends above him. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think, but, but here's the thing, how chalky is that going to be in, in GPPs? I think in cash, he's a smash. It's almost like Waller to me, it's Waller Ravens and I'm going to DST stuff net, but Waller Ravens and Kamara. Those are the three that you're going to 
they're easy points. They're just crushing. Like they're going to crush. So that's kind of where I'm starting a lot of my builds at and, and throwing some lions in there as well. But a lot of guys are going to be on Kelsey now that he's back on the main slate. I'm, I'm banking on Kelsey being this big beacon of chalk because I mean, even though he's the most of expensive, chalk. yeah, that's a great, I love it's that. It's like a bug zapper. Everybody's like, Ooh, the chiefs so are back on Darren the main Waller's slate. Waller's second behind Alvin Kamara and in front of DJ Moore for the uh, ownership My, projections. Okay. I'm not so worried. I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's something that you're going to have to get really contrarian with, you know, like an Andy Isabella type player, you know, right. on the back end, if you decide to go that route. Justin Watson, even like, I know we're going to talk about that later, but Justin Watson's a good contrarian play because of how injured the Buccaneers are. So well, what about OJ freaking Howard, man? What, a, what that, I mean, what if someone wins something on, on him? Good yeah, we'll we'll Good go over that in a little bit. We're going over that in a little bit. But no, Josh Jacobs, right? Josh Jacobs yeah. is another guy I'm actually willing to play over um, Hunter Renfro and over uh, 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 Darren Waller. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the Bills have been solid. subpar and Jacobs has been the focal point of that offense. Uh, even if he is chalk, I, I like going chalk with my running backs. And there's actually stats behind it to where you can go chalk running backs and then, you know, get your wide receivers. So. Diversify, yeah. right. I, I don't believe the chalk on the Raiders. I think there's going to be other bigger fish to fry across the slate. I mean, I, you might project it. We, I've seen all the projections. They're really high on the Raiders for some reason. I mean, Bill's defense is still really good. But in general, they're giving up points, but they're they're stingy. They create turnovers. Carr is not that good of a quarterback. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be priced away from Waller and Jacobs. And so I think your ownership might surprise you. It might be lower than we than we're projecting. All right, let's go to the Browns and, and Dallas because this is a big one, right? Um, Could be. Uh, Terrence Mitchell, right? He's actually been really good so far, like really freaking good. I, I didn't Are like there three of them? before this. Are there three of them? He's actually one of my favorite corners to keep an eye on, by the way, moving good. forward, uh, you know, to avoid, you know, for future matchups. Uh, the Browns are going to be in trouble if Denzel Ward is missing time with that groin injury. He's questionable, right? Yeah. Um, if this is the case, right, you can see – what is it? Kevin Johnson coming in and or uh, Tavare Thomas. <laughs> so both those guys are, are, you know, subpar people. Cooper for the first time ever is a lock for me, uh, yeah. no matter what in, in lineups. I have a lot of Cooper, uh, very similar to uh, Kamara. Like Cooper's going to be a lock. I need to pay close attention to the beach reporters because if, if Johnson stays in the slot, I'm probably not going to play as much as Lamb. Yeah. Uh, he's been, you know, he's been healthy and he's been very solid in the slot so far this year. I know that, that there's stats of, of, you know, slot receivers going off against the uh, Browns, but uh, it's, it's not as bad as it seems. Trust me, guys. Uh, uh, my, my stack, also, yeah. my stack for this, for this is uh, Dak o, uh, or Dak Cooper and Odell. What okay. do you guys think? I mean, this game is another one where I'm worried about a blowout. Um, and so the Browns I mean, blowing out the, uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> um, I think the Browns are going to try to run the ball, but the Cowboys defense is very weak on the back end and they're pretty tough against the run. Um, they bottled up Chris Carson pretty well. It's, uh, it's something that I'm worried about the Browns because if you put them in a third and long situation, all the game long where, you know, they're going to throw the ball cause they have to catch up, uh, Baker Mayfield's terrible. He's terrible under pressure. He's terrible on comebacks. He's very turnover prone already. You put him in that. He's a QB one in my book. Yeah. But you put him in those those situations. (laughs) Yeah. If you put him in those situations, 
he's not good. And I, I, I still think that they're going to struggle against the Cowboys just because it's a bad matchup for the Browns. Um, you can't, you can't have three Johnsons on the field covering all three of those wide receivers and Dalton Schultz and Zeke out of the backfield. Um, it's, it's just going to be a, it's going to be one of those thumpings that we, that we kind of regret playing that game kind of like the Seahawks this week where the Cowboys get out to an early lead and they just lean on Zeke and you never see the Browns offense on the field. And when they are, they are out, they're going to throw picks. That's a great point. So I actually compared this to the Seahawks Dolphins game in the show sheet. So I don't know if you read that. <laughs> I didn't read that part, but yeah, I'm glad you did. Um, honestly, the, the Cowboys are, are, there's so many different outcomes first off that can happen with this game. You know, Browns could run the ball a ton. Uh, you know, the Cowboys might not be able to, to, it's just so many different outcomes. I'm not even going to go through them all. Uh, but with Jordan Lewis and Javon Diggs over there, they're not good. They have both no. been abysmal. Mm. Like they've both been really, really bad. And on the other hand, Worley, you know, who's, who's playing the slot has actually been really freaking good. Right. He, he was, he was the, just a late addition to the team. And they were like, Oh, we don't really want to put him on the field yet. Cause he's not in shape yet. And, and when that injury happened, they were like, okay, really? I guess you're all we have. And the guy falling out. And he's Diggs, been really good. Diggs is going to be good, but he's, he's so young and raw and it's just, he's yeah. not ready yet. And, and that's on the Cowboys defensive side, of course. So I'm sitting there, right. And I'm looking, you know, at the two touchdowns by Tyler Lockett out of the three. Mm. Right. Two of those were in coverage up against a safety super deep. They played zone. That wasn't on the responsibility of, of Worley. And normally Worley goes man to man, but for some reason they went zone last week because I guess they were getting abused yeah. and, and they could do the same thing this week. But uh, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if I want to play, if I want to play Landry this week, you know, Landry's actually in the chalk. Odell's in the chalk, but not as high up. Landry's really in the chalk. Yeah. So Landry doesn't run those deep routes. Landry's a a hook, you know, hitch, you know, out type guy. I'm pretty sure there's some kind of uh, force field past the 10 yard route for him. Yeah. He's not allowed to. Yeah. Very similar to Allen Robinson. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Like, I don't like Landry this week. I really don't. I like Odell Beckham. I think Odell Beckham's a lock for me. Yeah, there's a lot of better upside plays than Landry this week. He's going to get you 10 to 15, but that's not going to pay the bills. If you want to play Hunt over Odell, I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. Hunt should get you know the the looks, yeah, especially in catch up time. Well, he was questionable today. So I was just about to say, but if he's out, then then yeah, Chubb's a smash. Yeah, no. yeah, I, Chubb's a smash play for me if Hunt is out. Like I, Chubb will have ninety five percent of my ownership if, if all Hunt is the out. carries, all the, the the catches, all the targets. Yeah, it'll be yeah. And speaking of big play waiting to happen, that's Nick Chubb. Yeah. Well, if he does get to that second level against the Cowboys, then it's they're a game over. And it's yeah. a game over. Right. So, I mean, here's the thing about this. We all three say the same thing. Yeah, we did. Game over. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. You know what? I was about to tweet that out today about something different, but I didn't want to give anybody the wrong idea and then have them misconstrue it. But it was about a fantasy football player. And it was about, you know, if he dies this week, he dies. I think there's going to be a lot of, of, of variance in, in these games. We, we, we have – this is what we do. We sit back, we think about a game script based on how p- teams have played against other teams, their strengths, their weaknesses, what they excel at, their best star players, how it all works. Ooh, no, Diggs is questionable too. That's not good either. He's a questionable option when he's playing, so. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's que- yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Even his replacement's <laughs> going to end up shitting the bed anyways. It's going to be bad. It's going to be – 
Uh, yeah. So you, but but the game script <laughs> does matter. And what's crazy is, let's say that you're in a game script where Zeke gets two touchdowns or three touchdowns, and they don't really have to to throw the ball that much. And then they bring Tony Pollard in, and he runs the ball, and maybe Dak throws for two twenty and a touchdown, and it's just an easy walk in the park. That could happen. I'd much rather see a back and forth tilt where your body blows. Odell gets a touchdown. Zeke gets a touchdown. You know, and then, uh, you know, a long run, you know, I want it back and forth. That's what I want in this game. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, Kareem Hunt suits up. And um, if he doesn't, obviously Chubb. And then Harrison Bryant, your other short yardage uh, receiver besides the chocolate Jarvis Landry. Harrison Bryant's a pretty good option at tight end. Um, Hooper, Hooper is just terrible. Like that guy is all absolutely garbage. I mean, we saw Herndon shit the bed last night. Hooper and Herndon should be roommates. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian. I believe he's the offense coordinator for the Falcons, right? Yep. He loves his. He loves his tight ends. You know that. Yep. That's who he goes with. So that's exactly why you know Hooper was going off. And I'm kind of surprised about Hurst this year, by the way, so far. But yeah, no, I, I don't like Hooper in the system. He's he's the Kyle Rudolph. You know, he's the Kyle Rudolph of this of the system. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph will give you five starts a week tops. It, and you never know when that's going to be. But, but think about it's it's an offense that features the tight end as a blocker. He's on the field for all the snaps, but he gets five targets a game. So yeah, you, you're going to run twenty. Uh, uh, you're going to run twelve personnel all game long with your two tight ends. And they're not going to be running routes. Your route percentage for those tight ends is so low. It's like everybody's licking their chops with Hooper in the preseason saying, oh, he's going to Stefanski. He's going to Stefanski. Well, guess what? Stefanski and, and, and Kubiak and all those guys that run the 12 all game long, they do it so they can block for run running backs more. That's why Chubb is having such a great start to the year because those guys are good blocking tight ends. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so let's hop over to some defensive stacks. Um, I, I didn't go too much into detail with these because I kind of want to flat through them. They're kind of, you know, like we're really, really bad as a whole for DFS communities predicting who's going to be the top defense. No, I've been fact, nailing it, nailing it. I'm on fire. I can't predict tight ends. We have a good <laughs> idea. We have a good idea. But, it, you know, as a whole, the DFS communities, you know, we don't know when somebody's going to fumble. We don't know when, when uh, you know, somebody's having an interception. We, we rely off of opportunities, not mm. off of, you know, born stats. So it's tough from week to week, you know. So my first one is going to be Rojo and the Tampa Bay defense up against the Chargers. It's okay. Rookie, rookie quarterback over there a for the good Chargers. rookie quarterback. A decent. He's thrown three interceptions in two games, right? So he's been putting up three hundred yards a game and making making shit happen. Yeah, I'm not, we're talking about fantasy here. We're talking about opportunities. Points. They're scoring points in in LA right now. And what? last time I checked, if you're if you're saying, "Hey, the Chargers, we're going to score 25, 30 points against you," guess what? That's only going to get you four points on DraftKings if he doesn't turn the ball over. And when the when the if defense, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's, and if he does, it's not going to give him that much more. You're if only, he scores you're scoring, a touchdown. Yeah, if you're scoring pick sixes, that's the best way to get it. And guess what? You target those quarterbacks that are going to throw pick sixes. And last time I checked, Herbert hasn't thrown any of those. Yeah, he's only been in for two games. And he has three yeah. interceptions. All the other quarterbacks have only been in for three games this year. I'm saying Herbert's not your target. Because they're going to keep it close to the vest. They're going to run the ball. They're going to throw short routes. They're going to keep Herbert protected. Yeah, he only threw uh, two balls of 
20 yards or more last week, by the way. Yeah, I'm avoiding that quarterback when I'm picking a defense. But out routes and stuff like that, man, like they those are – I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. They run hooks and out routes. Yeah, lots of hooks to Keenan Allen. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. It's opportunity. I just think you're going to score – five six points with your defense and you're not going to be you're not going to be relying on them to push you over the top by the Uh, way the chargers have only scored with him in the game a total of 36 points in two games that's not a lot the uh the the, when you play teams up against the chargers you're actually getting eight nine points minimum and they have the potential for pick six yeah okay he won't see me playing the chargers 18 or i'm sorry uh yeah, 18 points per game is what you're looking at, you know, for, for defense. And they have the upside with three picks already. Yeah, what's the, what's the average points per, DK points per game for the Bucks defense? Six? Uh, seven? I don't have that. I have that. I can give That's you that. That's important. Yeah. So the Bucks are averaging 10.7. They've, had, they've turned in uh, performances of zero the first week, but then the last two weeks they've come back with 14 and 18 respectively. So that's, that's huge. Yeah, I, I, do, I, do, like, I do like the Bucks uh, as a play this week. Um, that's huge. Like 18 points? That's insane for a defense? Yeah, they got, they got some good turnovers. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's what you rely on for tournament plays. Completely disagreeing with you. I'm just off them this week for a defensive play. I'm on other. I'm, I'm playing other defenses. They just have higher upside. We're playing. We're talking about tournaments, right? I want. I want that team that's just kind of just take over. Up 18 points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Tampa Bay. I just don't see. I don't see it happening. Okay, so let's go to the next one then. Uh, JT and the Colts defense. There it is. Um, there it is. The, you know the Colts defense are great. They got a nice look at, at Nick Foles. You yes. know that's, uh, Nick Foles. Quarterbacks are always like you know overrated when they come in, and once the team actually gets a prep for that quarterback, yeah. You know, the next week we see big weeks, just like the Jets' defense almost had until Melvin Gordon <laughs> fucked yeah. up ever all of us. <laughs> yeah. He did. Oh man, but he fucked up all of us really bad. This is the one though, because you have a Colts defense that is just so good against the pass, and the Bears are down to one running back that has any good at all. And Montgomery is not that good, but he's going to get a lot of carries. Yeah. Um, Nick Foles was actually terrible last year or last week, even though he threw three touchdowns and brought them back, but that's against Atlanta. And when you don't look that good against Atlanta and you get a lot of credit, you're going to have a lot of Nick Foles people saying, Oh, look at that play uh, the Nick Foles a Rob stack. And like, no, the Colts are going to shut you down. They're, they're the ones that had a negative, whatever number for Kirk cousins in week two. I'm could. off the Bears this week. I'm so far off the Bears; they are not even on my radar. Mm. Um, we're talking. We're talking. The Colts might break 30 points on defense this week for well, DraftKings. Well, well, think about this, right? The Colts' defense is by far the number one defense for on, good on reason. Defense. It's they're getting they're averaging 45. They, sorry, they're averaging. They have uh, 45 points. They're averaging 15 points a game. And the first week they had four, and the last two weeks 15 and 26. So yeah, I like them a lot. I actually think it's a little they're, they're priced down at thirty three hundred, which is nice. I think one of the smash plays is though the Ravens. I mean, I think this is one week where you do pay up for them, and, and maybe I, an, an I was going to bring that one up. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Mister Chase. I, I didn't type it up at the show sheet, so you did not overstep your boundaries. But I didn't meant to type it up, and I completely forgot. But boundaries, uh, boundaries. <laughs> uh, we have 
you know, probably the highest owned defense, by the way, this week. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a chalk play. Yeah. yeah. Which, Which is why I love the, the Colts so much. The Ravens. You know, the Ravens are scoring 12.3 fantasy points per game. Uh, you know, the Colts are scoring 15. So the Ravens up against a very bad offensive line. We saw what they did to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's ugly. Yeah, it's I mean the, the Ravens are a great play in a cash game. I'm just all over the Colts in in tournaments because of that price and the ownership being slightly less. Uh, the Colts are gonna tear Nick Foles apart. Oh yeah. Oh baby. Oh. Oh yeah. But yeah. If you play so, the Ravens, so, since we're still fine. talking stacks, by the way, right? Yeah. Um, are you playing J.K. Dobbins? Are you playing Mark Ingram? Uh, neither. Um, so that's a solo play. We're talking about stacks. Yeah, I, that's that's why I, I like the Colts because you can play JT. He's going to eat it up. He's going to get lots of volume. He's going to get receiving work. He's going to get lots of carries. We're, we're talking about your ultimate quarterback, uh, running back defensive stack with JT and the Colts. So yeah, and and I agree with you. But so I wanted to bring this up for stacking purposes. Washington's defense is missing out on Matt Ioannidis. Yeah, um, they're also missing out on Chase Young. For a week or two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is he still just as questionable as he out? I think he's out. Yeah, I think mean, he's so questionable, but I mean, I think he's going to be out. And Chase I think it's out. Yeah, and yeah. I, I really like that. Dob- that Dobbins play at forty eight hundred. I think it's a sneaky play. He's at nine point nine points a game. That's a nice little play that you can stick in. Maybe he gets two touchdowns. Oh, maybe he gets one. But I mean, that, that you know, that's somebody in a tournament. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice shot at the moon there. Yeah, I, I kind of like Mark Ingram more as a contrarian play. Yeah, I mean they're they're both great in a great system. It's just in a tournament. Yeah, you're looking for that big splash, two touchdown performance. Um, because I can't guess which one's going to get the those touchdowns. I'm kind of leery of it. I mean, it's you're going no. I, but that, I, that's the whole reason that it drives people off the ownership, right? Yeah, so I, I actually have, like Mark I have Dobbins in one tournament lineup. So I mean, I'm not totally against it. That's the lineup I have the Ravens defense in. As is my Dobbins. Yeah, you're gonna play the you're gonna play the defense anytime that you play either Dobbins, Edwards, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Or and that's the sneaky Andrew. thing about the Ravens is they haven't shown their cards with who they're going to feature in each game, but they have shown their cards with who gets the ball in red zone situations. But we lost Chase. Bye, Chase. Hey, you are now we're running the show and Hotbox uh, Gourmet hot Small Batch Hot Sauce possibly the most deliciously intense condiment on planet Earth. I love that shit. Let me hotboxbatch.com. Dot com. And go get your hotbox merch at Viridian Global. You know, and go right now to nimblewnumbers.com and read Bo's article. I'm going to put a new one up probably after the show. That you wrote. I just wrote it today, and it's even better than the one that we dropped yesterday. I can't wait, Bo. You're going to control the whole weekend. You've already gotten over like 125 views, and I'm, I'm in. I'm in. So. Yeah. So Chase, I was just saying how uh, the the Ravens really showed their cards because even if Ingram gets more carries in total, it's between the twenties. When they get down to that goal line situation, they're featuring J.K. Dobbins. Like Ingram's lone touchdown was that long run from the fifty. So we're talking the Ravens are grinding out drives. They don't really want to do that, but they might have to. And you're looking at Dobbins having a higher likelihood of scoring those touchdowns because of his work inside the twenty. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I just feel like, you know, Ingram's always been the go-to guy, and I think it's a contrarian play. All right, so sneaky plays, guys, guys that are probably going to be, you know, low ownership, although they're higher priced, or, you know, guys that, that just don't have the ownership because people don't know about. Um, Austin Eckler. 
is my Love first it. guy. Um, he's actually is smart that sneaky, play. Though? Smart play. That's yeah, not sneaky. Uh, he's not on the, the ownership. He's not on the, the top 30 or yeah, top 30 owned or whatever it is. Then so, like it. Uh, you know, you can't run on Tampa. You can't. It, it, teams have tried. We saw Chris McCaffrey put up 38 yards in like week three of last year. You Their front seven is really good. But you can use in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've allowed him nine yards per reception to the running back. Mm-hmm. And without Mike Williamson, great, he's going to be out. I expect them to exploit that. His, Isn't that uh, what Eckler does? He catches a lot of balls out of the He back catches here. a lot of balls, man. He just he, he juggles <laughs> balls, but he catches them, you and know, ultimately quick. at the end. Balls. Balls and balls and balls. Uh, no, I mean, I expect Eckler to just get a huge workload in the passing game. I expect the charge to be down. You know, I expect uh, um, it, you know, it puts a smile on my face if you tell me to play Austin Eckler in a tournament. I, that makes me very happy because now um, I'm questioning myself because I played him so much already this year that I w- I'm really mad at myself for not playing him this week. So I'm going to think you should play him this week. Uh, yeah, just just once, gonna, just once. I'm not saying that he's going to put up a massive, massive, massive game, like. but dude, if he if he takes two touchdowns to the house in the receiving game for for yeah. 100 yards, would that shock you? Uh, no, <laughs> I love Eckler. Eckler is one of my preseason like RB ones. I mean, just that I've had I have Eckler all over my redraft, all over my dynasty teams that I started up this year. Give me all the Austin Eckler, and love so that. you telling me that he has low ownership this week just makes me so happy because I love playing Austin Eckler on DraftKings where there's PPR. Mm, PPR. All right, do you guys That's have one point per reception? Do you guys wow. have a running back before I bounce over the next? Um, give me a. Uh, Joe Mixon. Joe really? Mixon. Volume play. Nobody's going to want him. But he's a, he, him and Kenyon Drake are powder kegs because they're in volume situations for good offenses that are clicking. The Bengals' offense hasn't been terrible. They've been on the field a lot. Joe Mixon's been the weak link because he's been running into a wall of defenders every time he gets all. I still think that there's a twinkle in Joe Burrow's eye where he wants to dump it off to Mixon about five times a game, and it just hasn't clicked yet. But that that's gonna that's gonna blow up one of these weeks, and that's a good matchup for the Bengals this week. That's so Jacksonville, me, by the way. Yeah, give me Joe Mixon this week in a tournament because nobody's gonna have him, and you're never gonna see Joe Mixon price below six thousand dollars again. I'm a little bit nervous about this one, but I like it because it should be a very low scoring game. In my opinion, um, you know, I don't think Cincinnati blows them out. No. And I also don't think that Jacksonville can actually play with Cincinnati. I think it's gonna be like a, you know, a 14 to 23 type game, you know, something yeah. weird scoring. Uh, I, I, I don't, all you, all you need is that touchdown. If you get a touchdown, Joe Mixon with 20 touches, you're, you're going to be getting value. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. Scott, you got an input. Yeah, you know, I got somebody who is probably going to be overlooked this week, and I think he's a he's a sneaky little play at the RB position, and that is Mr. Daryl Henderson. Uh, yes. Junior. Uh, he's going up against a, a weak New York Giants rushing defense. Um, they love to pound the ball. They play fast. They get lots of plays in. This is going to be a game where they're going to be ahead. They're fa- heavily favored against a terrible team. And so, you know, I really like uh, him for at least one touchdown this week. I think he can max out and get you that 20 points. And so he's hitting well above that three times value this week. So I, I really love him at 5,800. I, I like, him. I like him a lot for tournaments. However, yeah. for cash, I actually like Malcolm Brown. Uh, Malcolm Brown had a finger injury, you know, like that was nothing, um, but it kept him out. Listen, Terrell Henderson has the upside. <laughs> 
He's like, let me use my strong hand. <laughs> yeah. <Or> my hand. <laughs> but, but with Malcolm Brown, he vultured goal line carries yes. from, from Todd Gurley. So I mean, Malcolm Brown in his arthritic knees. <laughs> either way, it's goal line carries. So yeah. Jeez. I, I kind of said something because Gurley has a nose for the end zone, whether he likes it or not. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, you know, like Malcolm Brown vultured goal line carries. So I, I still like Malcolm Brown for tournaments, but I feel like his ownership is going to be a little bit too high for me at his price. I, I love him in cash games. Mm. All right. On to the next sneaky, sneaky play. Sneaky, sneaky. Very sneaky, sir. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneak. All right. James Robinson up against Cincinnati. I feel like it's been really 10 chalky, days. I mean. Chalky. It, it's not. It's not. Right? Like, I went to the, to the charts. It's not a chalk play because they played 10 days ago. So, all the hype. Yeah, I'm looking through right now. I don't see a single, I don't see a single uh, play. Um, the, the reason behind it is because they played 10 days ago. So, the hype's off him. Nobody's talking about him. And That's scary. It, nobody's talking about him. He's up against 30 Cincinnati. points and nobody's talking about you? Nobody. It, it's nowhere. Go look at Twitter. See if he's even close to trending. Go look Last at CFS. I checked, the Bengals can't stop running backs. Ever. Yes, like, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I like James Robinson. I'm actually shocked that his ownership would be low because he just scored 30 points against the Dolphins. His 30. ownership's going to be nothing because Thursday night players, their ownership typically does not translate. I like it. I Over like it to the next Sundays. Um, I like him better than Henderson. Sorry, Scott. And by the way, by the way, when it comes to ownership percentages from Thursday night players over to, you know, the following Sundays, it, as long as it's not a superstar, you know, like let's just say Josh Kelly's, you know, took over the leading role or whatever and, uh-huh. and scored two touchdowns, something like that went off. His ownership's going to be down on, on Sunday if he played on Thursday because of the fact that he's not a big name. Uh, and it's a regular thing and people just forget about them. They like them, but they don't love them. You know, it's not that recency bias. Yep. So, uh, yeah, James Robinson for me is an absolute yeah. smash. I think he's a sneaky play. It's, it's kind of like how you called Dalvin cook last week, yeah. you know, where his it's, price was too high hidden in plain sight. Exactly. Hidden, that was the best way to say it. Hidden plain sight. What can I say? <laughs> All right. I got one for Sunday night's lineup that I just wanted to talk about. But if you guys have another running back, then bring them um, on. I'm looking at my teams and uh, we've covered them all. All right. So Sunday night's lineup, if you guys play, I don't ever cover Sunday night's lineup. Never. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to bring up Sunday night's lineup because Sanders, right? After an okay oh. week up against the Bengals should absolutely smash. Yeah. He should have had more work and it pissed me the fuck. I was so Dude, pissed. I'm what the hell at the TV. were they doing? They were having Carson Wentz passing nobody. That's what they were and doing. Wentz can't <laughs> throw the ball. He's terrible. He's terrible. Terrible. Especially. And Miles Sanders is not terrible. And the Bengals can't stop the run. And what are we going to do? We're going to drop Carson Wentz back to throw the ball into the ground 40 times. Oh, Without idiot. an offensive line. Idiot. Yeah. Miles Sanders only averaged over five yards per carry last week. It pissed me the fuck off. It's the Bengals. He finished with 95 yards. He had 10 touches in three quarters. And I was like, what is going on? Am I, am I in bizarro world right now? Give the, Sanders the ball. The fact that he saw eight targets just to put the cherry, you know, yeah. cherry on top. Uh, and, and half weren't even are, like, accurate, right? He was thrown in the ground and stuff. So if they can actually design, you know, the right plays <laughs> for, for... The oh game went to overtime and we're still 
mad that Sanders didn't get enough touches and against the worst run defense in the league. Oh, an overtime game. Help me, Jesus. It went now, all the way through 10 minutes of overtime. Five fucking quarters. You should never, ever complain about volume when a game ends in a tie. Never. No. And I'm complaining about volume. No. Volume should be there in spades in an overtime game. 95 yards on 18 carries. It was stupid. Eight targets. He only had four receptions because those targets were hitting the ground. It he drives me nuts. He's up against San Francisco. Those, he had half of those in the fourth quarter in overtime. He's up against San Francisco, who has a really bad run defense. Uh, yeah, they're all banged up. Because they're all banged up. I mean, they, they looked okay last week, but they're going to be, they're not going to be good. Uh, they got a rookie defensive tackle. They have two new defensive ends, right? Because it's Solomon Thomas and, uh, and Nick Bosa. I, I love Miles Sanders. I think he's a very sneaky play this week. Yeah. Carson Wentz, don't play him. Don't do it. All right, so on to the wide receivers. Um, looking back, they week don't one, have any. <laughs> no, no, I meant, I meant on to the wide receivers for DFS sneaky plays. Oh, okay, yeah, sneaky plays. <laughs> um, on to you know, looking back week one, right? Uh, we saw Juju Smith, uh, Juju Smith Schuster smoke the Giants, right, out of the slot. Uh, this week, the Rams have the Giants. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the, the chalk is all over Woods. Like all the chalk is on Woods. Um, I think Cup could actually have a massive, massive game. He has big playability, right? Yeah. And I'm a little bit concerned about the Giants not being able to score. Yeah. A little bit. Can't. <laughs> but I'll have definitely a, a lineup with, with uh, Ingram, Evan Ingram, and, and Cooper. What do you guys think? Yeah, Ingram for sure. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are going to score points. Um, but like you said, everybody's going to have Robert Woods because I mean, that Giants defense is so bad. So bad. Like, they are so bad. I mean, we're talking about all these bad defenses in the NFL. They're all so bad that we can't pick one. Yeah. And it's, you, that's, that's the thing is we have all these high-scoring uh, players because they're going against nothing. They're either going against a team that's got 15 injuries on it, or they're going against a team that was never good to begin with. Yeah, it's terrible. So you get, yeah, you get anybody against the New York Giants uh, running or passing, and they're going to put up volume. And so Robert Woods is a good cash play. Cooper Cup is good across the board. Uh, Jared Goff is probably going to be limited because of the blowout factor. Um, Daryl Henderson's a, a smash play, but uh, yeah, Cooper Cup has a, a lower owned, slightly lower owned than Woods. I mean, I I still don't think he's going to be that low, but uh, Woods is going to be chalk as hell. Mm-hmm. What about Higby though? I like Cooper Cup. What about Higby? Higby is a slot receiver in his own right. Yeah, I don't know. They play a lot of twelve sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. So, um, let's see. Let's see. Where are we? Uh, I guess we're on the Flyers now. Let's, oh, I don't know what happened to Drew Sample last week. I'm going back to the well on this. Yeah. I, I'm going back to the well. They had the connection. I don't know eye what contact. the hell happened. It, the eye contact. No. Uh, so what happened is Joe Burrow I got can decapitated. Show you the world. He got decapitated. But why didn't he target Fucking Drew Sample, it pissed me he off. He had oh, less than two seconds to get rid of the ball. But Drew Sample's a tight end. It should have made him even more more viable. It drove me yeah. nuts. I mean, if you get any time in the pocket, Drew Sample's going to run that five-yard hook route and be open all day. But he didn't have any time last week. None. No time. No. no. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to the ball with Drew Sample. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Um, my sneaky wide receiver 
is uh, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, Ooh. It's, uh, I mean, everybody knows I'm a big Visca season kind of guy. Um, he was woefully not targeted very much in uh, the Thursday game last week, but everybody kind of forgot about how explosive he is. And if, if you get into that uh, Jacksonville getting blown out theory, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're going to want to put the ball in I mean, <laughs> short, short routes. That's all big Visca season. Even with Chark back, that helps them even more because you have a field stretcher that brings the safeties back. And uh, LaVisca Chenault is the catalyst for that whole offense because his swing routes, his fake reverses, his end arounds, they, they confuse the defense. And if you have Chark taking the top off the defense, you have Visca that's going to be, I mean, you put the ball in his hands, he's going to make huge plays. Uh, the other thing, too, is the fact that, that Jacksonville actually gives up a lot of points to the slot mm-hmm. wide receiver. Uh, we saw Mike Secchi go off last week, you know, with the touchdown. We saw, you know, it, it's been evident. It's been very evident that Jacksonville cannot cover the slot. Mm-hmm. I, I like any slot guy. And, of course, Lisker Schnault is not always in the slot, but he does move to the slot from time to time. So he's he all over one the field. Big play. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. the wind. I love him. I love what, Chenault. What can I say? I am a huge LaVisca Chenault fan because he, I, I watch a ton of Pac-12 football and that kid is impressive. Like, I mean, he played for Colorado. Colorado sucks. Like they are terrible. They're really bad. But you, you'd, you'd have him lining up at quarterback, wildcat. He'd be running into rounds, fake reverses. You put the ball in his hands and this kid, like he'd be one on 11 and he would come out clean. And you're like, what, what just happened? LaVisca Chenault's running down the field and everybody just, nobody can catch him obviously because he's super fast, but he's so tough. He's six foot two twenty. He's a built like freaking. I mean, he's built like Joe Mixon, but he, he plays wide receiver. I mean, I love him. He's get the ball to LaVisca Chenault. Minshew, shave your mustache. If you don't target LaVisca this week, I'm sick of your shit. Never. All right. So do you have a tight end? Yes, I do. I would just squat to squats. Wait, what? I do lots of squats. I have a, I have a nice tight end. Yeah, his end is tight. <laughs> it's very tight. So dumb. <laughs> uh, Jordan Akins. Really? Yeah, I'm all over Jordan Akins. 3,300. Um, and Watson, him and, him and Watson have, have chemistry. And if anybody's going to be your PPR buildup, all I'm looking for is 10 points. At 3,300, you're looking for three times value plus. Give me Jordan Akins all day and twice on Sundays, especially twice on Sundays. Um, he's a field stretcher at tight end. He's also a pretty quick route runner. And Watson is, I mean, he's so good. He'll find that guy. And I don't, I don't believe in Cooks that much, even though he's good. And Will Fuller, get, get me the hell away from Will Fuller. I hate Will Fuller. Um, I mean, Randall Cobb's okay, but give me Jordan Akins at 3,300 to score 10 points and you make an easy value out of it. Mm, I like All it. All right. So on to the Flyers. Well, Scott, Scott, do you have a guy? Um, we're looking tight ends right now. You know, there, there's uh, there's a couple of plays here that I think, you know, you could you could kind of fish for something. You know, I don't know if you're going to but I, I know I know there's some talk in Jacksonville that Tyler Eifert, the revenge game against Daddy you know, Barfy Mc, Mc, Barfy McGruden's gonna get him the ball. So if you want to lose some money now, I, I can't go with Tyler Eifert down there. I, it, he just makes me throw up. My, the real play is I think OJ Howard. He he's somebody, oh, no. I know. Yeah, I, I would never say that, but 
that who else are they going to throw the ball to? Gronk. I had Gronk, but Gronk costs a lot more than than the uh, the cheap thirty three hundred. You, you could get OJ Howard gets a touchdown. You got that covered. So Justin Watson, if you're if you're talking Tampa, how much is what? What's his price? Thirty four hundred. That's a good price. I like that. Um, yeah, if we're talking Tampa, it's <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, no OJ Howard. Don't give me Eifert. You have to refer to Eifert as no. the corpse of Tyler Eifert. It's no, that, was, that was a total joke. That was not <laughs> having Eifert. On it's his official name, the corpse of Tyler Eifert. You have to use the full name when referring to him. Le corpse. The corpse. Um, yeah, um, if we're talking just flyers at any position, Cordero Patterson, who's a running back, but on DraftKings, he's a wide receiver. He's cheap. Um, they don't have any other bodies at running back in Chicago other than Monty. Um, Cordero Patterson's ageless. He's going to be explosive with the ball in his hands. He's going to make bonehead plays. He might fumble, but fumble's only minus one in DraftKings. So anyway, fire him up for a super cheap price. Um, you never know. The Bears might pull a rabbit out of a hat and score a touchdown in, against the Colts, and I have a feeling it might be Cordero. Mm. We're going to hop right over to our – oh, wait. Where did it go? Our DraftKings uh, share screen over here. Yes. So we're going to build yes. a lineup. Don't, don't build a lineup that beats me. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. This is going to be for, you know, big, big times. Actual contest. Yeah, you got to read the the name of the contest, right? Yeah. What is it? The hot box tongue slap. The hot box tongue slap. It's your tongue slapped, bitches. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna start out with the quarterback stack, right? With wide receiver and everything. Yep. Um, you know which way are you guys leaning this week? Obviously, I like you know. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Bo does not. So let's meet in the middle and figure out a team that we like. I'm thinking Matt Stafford. I think we all agreed with, right? I like Matt Stafford a lot. That's what I'm going to lean to in this play. I'm not going to help you too much because it's going to be against me. <laughs> I mean, Dude, we could have just joined a different freaking league. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, I like Nick Mullins a lot. Yeah, we're going Matt Stafford. Later. <laughs> Nick Mullins and George Kittle. All right, we're gonna we're gonna top that off with, of course, Kenny Galladay. Oh yeah. Are we yeah. going double stack in this? By the way, let's put Hockenhaus in there, man. As my wife refers to him as. Oh, Angel. look at that! You got the Camara Stafford stack. Love I like that. So we got Stafford, we got Kamara, we got Galladay, we got Hawkinson at the tight end, Troutman in the flex. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There, there's a there's a lot of good plays on here. That we could do. You want to tackle wide receiver or, or finish off running back? What do you guys think? I think we have to go for running back. Hello. Hello. I, think, I think running back is the way to go from here. Uh, I think we need to play a high end running back. I, I like Robinson, but I think we should go high end running back over Dalvin. Robinson. Dalvin again. Um, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Dalvin Cook should smash this week. Um, and then we you might have to play drop minute flex now. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. We're at we're at uh, four thousand left remaining. There's plenty of options, you know, at the the wide receiver position. Let's go ahead and go with defense first. Let's actually what, go ahead and go with defense first. Wait, put the Colts in there and see what that does for you. At thirty three hundred, 
Colts over Cincinnati? Okay. Well, you want to go Cincy against the Jiggy Jags? Uh, we got we got forty eight hundred right here. So if we play one guy that's a little lower, um, you know, like if we play, uh, who do we talk about? Uh, Marvin Jen Jr. Maybe. Well, we already have uh, a double. That'd be a quad. That'd be a triple stack. Um, oh, yeah, one. we don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that'd, that'd be that'd be a bit bit to Traquan. Traquan. Traquan running back. I like that. Is that too much in one game, though? Well, because we don't know about Drew Brees. Like we don't, his arm does not look good. I don't like Traquan. I would say Traquan or Troutman if you're going to do that, but you can look elsewhere too. Yeah, I'd rather go elsewhere. Like the the whole point of this episode was actually talk about not overstacking stuff. Yeah. So you know, and going with one stack, we already fucked up with with Hawkinson. You know, in addition, um. You know, a game that could potentially be actually low scoring. You know, like we could actually see a very low scoring game with with New Orleans, Detroit. Believe it or not, yeah, uh, just because like they're trying it. to blow clock, uh, blow clock, blow clock. What do you, what do you, what do you blow, <laughs> bro? Blow clock. This show is my favorite. <laughs> uh, I really like Stefan Diggs. Lots of blowing on this show. I don't think you're going to be able to fit Diggs in at his cost, though. Sixty eight hundred. That's that's a huge. Uh, you know, get for the last two positions, we'd have to just pay down through the nose. W- what do you think about the business? Says I, I Justin have a solution. Watson. Oh shit! These priced a little up this week. Yeah, Jamie says Justin Watson. I agree. Justin Watson. What's Watson sitting at? Thirty-four. We might have to drop down to a little lower uh, defense on this one. But that's okay. Defenses are, are are they're not the most important thing you're working with. Get digs. What about where? Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Get digs. Where? Wait. It's too Hold your horses. I love digs this week, man. Digs is my favorite play this week. Why? Yeah. So drop down your defense and check and see at the three thousand dollar level what we're working with here. Um, the defense. Yeah, wait, do you see it? And you go Bengals? Is that where you're, you you mentioned them before? That's right. Ah, oh, I love the Bengals this week. Put them in there. Here, here, here Drop the He's got to get the Colts out of there first. All right. So, so I like Matt Stafford, right? I like Alvin Kamara. I like Davin Cook. I like Kenny Galladay. I like Stefan Diggs. And Isabel's questionable. Hawkinson, I don't like in this lineup. He's going to put him in there. He's going against, listen, he's going up against the, 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 the thirty-second ranked defense against tight ends, bro. They only go to thirty-two, and they but, got the trap. It's a trap. It's oh, a trap. It's look not. at your sample down there at thirty-five. You're over. No, I, I love look at OJ Howard. You're over. Thing. If you want to lose, play OJ Howard. You, dude. You have these so like you need to learn how to how to how to adjust your opinions to be able to, to make money because you are so strong-willed <laughs> against certain players. And it's like, this is a smash lineup. Be or Bo? That, that, well, that no, would be... Bo. There was a lot of hits last week. Fades that he did not having in lineups that benefited him, and then also players to put in lineups. So I think, you know, between the three of us, we're on to something. And I, I mean, this lineup's not beautiful. You put digs in there. That's when it went different for me. I can't go dig. Like it's not my, you know, not my bag right this week. So. Why not digs up against the Giants? Price. Who else is going to do anything? 
Well, he's not, he's not going against the Giants. He's going against the, 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 the Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry. The Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. I think there's better value at that price. I think that's you're getting him at a max price. But I, yeah, I don't know if, he, if he's going to do that this week. But we'll see. Raiders are 10th best against uh, opposing wide receivers this year. Have you seen the wide receivers they've had to face? Yeah, not much. <laughs> Nothing. I'm, exactly. I'm and they give up points to the wide receiver. No, I'm not against Diggs. I just think he's priced too, too high this week. Yeah. I'll just say for that price, I would rather have Cooper Cup $100 less or uh, Amari Cooper, like you said, who's a smash. We don't have Cooper in this lineup. Let's pivot to Cooper, get that extra 100 What do you think about that play? Because you liked Cooper. You said that was a smash earlier, mm-hmm. and you also touted Cup. So those are two guys we could lean on. And if you really want to get crazy, drop down to 6400 against Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans is the only target Tom Brady is going to have that's going to be uh, I think worth a damn in that game. You could do that too. Those are a couple I like, different. Options. I like all of those guys over Diggs this week. Yeah, me too. So those are just some. All uh, right, we're taking Diggs out. You're getting the nimble. Honestly, this is the truth. We want we we would let you lose, but we want you to win. Who do you guys want? Cooper. Yeah, I like Cooper. Galladay and Cooper at wide receiver. That's, that's yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that's two wide receiver ones. And Kamara and Cook. Listen, Cooper hasn't cooked yet either. Cooper hasn't had that game where he goes for like, you know, nine and two touchdowns of 125 or 152. He hasn't had that. If it happens this week. Where is he at? What price? 59. Yeah, 59. He's underneath. So scroll down even. even. No, 67. He's Mark Cooper's at 67. He's oh, way yeah, up there. 100 less than. He's 100 yeah. less than, than Diggs, though. All right. And then. Tight end. How much you got left? 49. That's Ooh. what I got left. So Ooh. Hawkinson's a play. I like Hawkinson. Hawkenhouse at that is my guy there, yeah. All right, we're entering it. If you had 52, I'd go Waller, but... Yeah, that's a... that's a. Both are going to be the top two options, I think, this week. I'm All not, right, guys. Yeah! That's it. I, plug plug where we can find you. Oh, okay. I am Bo McPeakTime at Bo underscore McBigTime at NimbleWithNumbers.com. NimbleWNumbers.com. I'm also at the same site as Scott and also at PodcasticFF. Um, that's where you find my picantics. And Ooh. also HotboxBatch.com where you can find the famous Hotbox Small Batch Gourmet Hot Sauce the Smoke Shack barbecue rub and a link to Viridian Global to buy Hotbox merch. Hotboxbatch.com. That shit's fucking hot. Yeah. I love it. It's the best hot sauce out there. Uh, you can find me at Nimble W Numbers. You can also find me at the fancy millionaires.com. My two podcasts or several, but uh, DFS Money Shot tomorrow. I'm going up against Anthony Servino of the FF Face Off. He's trying to avenge my beatdown of Michael Hoff. I just gave Mike Hoff the 144 to 111. And then and then the next week, we're going to rerun it. The three of us do a little triple action, a little menage toise. And I'm hoping to go and beat them all every each week. You know what I mean? If I can do that, run the table after I beat you, go on a heater, you know, Bo, Bo's might be the only loss I have so far. And then I'm coming up with Kevin. Tompkins after that. So I got some great guests on that podcast. Awesome. It's going to be, and then, then fast 
hard finish tomorrow night sometime after 11 probably right so yeah. yeah and that's every saturday night that's the best and Chase, you're welcome to come on that. If you want to roll down, you're always down to get down. I'm going to be wasted tomorrow night. I'm, you know what? I've got, I told my wife, I said, Oktoberfest ends on Sunday. It's, it's, and, and, and we are uh, graciously part of a, uh, my daughter is uh, uh, somebody who has leukemia and she's fighting leukemia right now and she's winning the battle. She's, you know, nine months awesome. in fighting it. Yeah. She's Killer. 10 months into doing it. She's doing well. Um, but there's a, a foundation called Hope for Henry. And it's a family who lost their son to cancer, and they've dedicated their life to caring for, loving, and blessing people whose families are going through this. They're special, special people. Dude, that's amazing. That that truly is amazing. And uh, that's a good note to go out on. So I appreciate you guys for coming in. If you guys want to check us out, go to linktr.ee slash fantasy intervention. Oh, yeah. Get excited for that. And, yeah, go to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy intervention as well. So once again, guys, thank you all for listening and thank you for letting us intervene with your fantasy football life. We're out. Hey, my mom told my niggas is dope. Switch up a stove, pick up a stove, they feeling away, they know I'm the goat. That's how you bang a podcast.